Hello, welcome. You're listening to Feed, Play, Love, a bite-sized parenting podcast. This episode is Helpline with Mothercraft nurse extraordinaire Chris Minogue. If she can't help you, nobody can. I'm Siobhan Hunt. Hello and welcome to Helpline on Feed, Play, Love with Mothercraft nurse Chris Minogue. I'm Siobhan Hunt. Hello, Chris. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. So this is a show where you get to uh, call in if you like, leave a question, ask a question uh, of Chris. It could be anything from how to help your baby to sleep. That's a big one. We get a lot. And it could be about routines. It could be about your toddler. It could be about a combination of toddler Mm. and baby. Chris has over 30 years experience. She um, helps families with all of these questions. She's been doing the helpline for about four years now. So um, (laughs) it doesn't feel like that long. (laughs) (laughs) So there's not a lot that she hasn't come across. So the ways that you can get your questions to us, there are a few. If you're watching us live on Facebook, you can pop your question in the comment section below. If you're listening to us, or you could call us. If you're watching us live, you can call us on one 800 I must admit that's our preferred way because then you can have a little back and forth with Chris and she can ask you questions as well. The other way, if you're listening to us via podcast or if you'd like to just do it anonymously, um, you can email us at helpline at theparentbrand.com.au. Um, our first question comes from Caroline, who has a two-and-a-half-year-old. Sure. This little one is giving up his naps and yep. it's causing chaos. He's still in his crib, even though we brought his big boy bed into his room. He's just not ready. The past right. few days, he's been climbing out at nap time. He all, he's always been a good napper, but not so much lately. He definitely won't nap if his brother or dad is home, but he's only napping a few times a week. I know there's not much I can do to prolong them, but thought maybe there might be a few tips to buy me another six months. So (laughs) there's no pressure. Just saying she might. Uh, So this is his sleep routine. He goes to bed at 8, 8.30, wakes around 7 or 7.30, used to nap an average of two hours from one to three. And now sometimes she can get him to do a later nap around two, but feels that that just makes bedtime later, which makes him wake up later, which means the nap won't happen Mm. later if it happens until later and if If it it happens happens at all. all. Mm. The other issue is that Big Brother gets home at um, three days a week at 1.45 and I can't get him to nap once brother is home. So I only have two days where I can get him to nap. Okay, Caroline, I'll say this really slowly. He wants to give up his day sleep. There's nothing, is that saying there's nothing you can do? Sort of. It's hard, you know. You've got to wean him off it, but I think he's doing that. I think he's weaning himself off it. You know, he's climbing out of the cot where he wasn't climbing out of the cot before. Um, He's not going to sleep for you. And your timings are good. Like if he's going down at 8.30 at night, so when he gives up the day sleep, he might go to bed a bit earlier. So he might go to bed more at 8 o'clock and then get up more at 7 o'clock, but he'll sleep really soundly. And then when you, once you've got that going, the transition to the big boy bed will be so much easier to do. So I think you might have to sit down quietly with a white wine and just have a few tears about it and then actually give up the day sleep. Which is always hard. Um, I'm assuming when she says it's a bit chaotic when he gives up his naps, it's because that's he's the getting transition. tired. Yeah. And is that, that's just something that so you push really through? So that's really common. You've got to have a week where he doesn't have any sleep for him to push through the period. So if he's getting random sleeps, like some days he gets it and some days he doesn't, it's a bit like a jet lag effect. So he doesn't know whether he should be or not. 
So you've got to pick the moment. So he might start on a weekend where we can all keep pretty busy and his brother's at home to keep him busy. And you've got to realise that by the end of the afternoon, so in this case by about four o'clock onwards, he's going to be pretty fragile. So I'd just bring dinner a little bit forward. I'd bring his bath a little bit forward. And at that moment where it feels like he's falling apart, then I would put him to sleep. Once you've decided to drop the sleep, um, you need to drop it. So if he had 10 minutes sleep at five o'clock in the afternoon, he will be up till nine o'clock at night. So it's more about taking mm. a moment. He's showing you all the signs that he doesn't want that sleep. He will get cranky for a few days and then suddenly it'll just kick in and away he will go. So I think, you know, have a little moment to yourself and take a deep breath and then Cause I've got to say, instead Carolyn, of fighting him, yeah. it's easier just to accept it and move on. And I totally, I totally understand why people don't want to give up that. No, oh, totally. But the biggest thing that I learned as a parent, which sounds so stupid now, I say it out loud, that is when your kid does not want to sleep, when it's like this, you can't, there's nothing you no. can do. Like I used to try and lie next to Darcy when she was giving up her day nap and I would lie next to her on the bed and get so cross that she wouldn't sleep. And it's only that I've yeah. done these interviews with Chris and spoken and to other people. I can look back and go, she what was I thinking? She's yeah. not going to go. And I it's reasonable behaviour. He's two and a half. It'd be mm. different if he was two. Then he would be very cranky and I would try and put something in even for 40 minutes. But I think at two and a half, it's reasonable. And he's doing so well in terms of sleeping overnight. I would hate the whole thing to implode on you. So I'd take a little breath. I'd start on a weekend when the family are busy, try not to put him in a car in the afternoon because he'll fall asleep and give him four or five days in a row where he hasn't had the sleep and then he should be fine. He should be able to manage it. What's but, a good bedtime? She's saying here normally. Yeah, his bedtime. Yeah, because he goes down more at seven, uh, wakes up more at 7.30. Their day is usually about 13 hours long. So that makes sense in what he's doing. But he might go to sleep more the seven than the 7.30 because he's giving up the day sleep generally. Sorry, he's going to bed at the moment at 8, 8.30. So Sorry. you're saying move it forward to Sorry, 7. it'll move forward to 7.38 and okay. he'll get up more at 7.30 in All the right. morning. Well, so, hopefully that helps, Carolyn. Yeah, I think just take a little breath and have a little moment and then move on. <laughs> okay, well, our next question is a phone call from Danielle yep. in Perth. Hi, Danielle, how are you? Hi, uh, good. No, we're going to have to have a, a little bit of a chat here because your um, line is sort of dropping out a bit. Can you tell us a bit about your son and we'll see how it's um, how it's all sounding? Yes. Yeah, sure. Oh, Danielle, look, I'm so sorry. What I'll do is I'll put you back through. Oh, oh can you say there. something now? Yeah. Is well, you are. We are here, but here. I think it's quite it's quite hard to hear you. So, what I might do, we've got your question here. Um, yeah. We might just hang up. Just um, maybe jump onto Facebook now, and we'll answer your question. What we've got here, if you can find your way to the internet somehow, um, mm-hmm. you'll be able to ask more questions that way, and we then can we can hear. hear. Sure. Okay, we'll try it that way. Thanks. Thanks, Danielle. Bye bye. Okay, so Danielle has a three and a half year old boy. Yep. She's expecting baby number two in a sure. couple of months. Um, our three year old has been continually night waking for months now, and we try. We're trying many tactics to keep him to stay in his bed. Yeah. We're now facing the very real problem having two children yeah. keeping us up all night. Our three year old nap has a nap. 
still at daycare no more than one hour and is put to bed anywhere between 7 and 7.30 each night with a wake-up of 5, 5.30 a.m. with up to five night visits to our bedroom commencing from 11.30 p.m. I really feel that it's not enough sleep for him some days, but he's very strong-willed and defiant when he doesn't want to do something and the battle of wheels creates more stress for us than lack of sleep. We've tried over the weeks and months cutting the nap to 20 minutes or to no nap at all letting him sleep as long as he wants, as long as he's up five hours before bedtime. She's been yeah. listening to you. Um, but the night waking still continue. Yep. We've tried a reward chart for staying in bed, but he can't no. even accomplish one night to get a sticker no. on the chart. He has a nightlight because he, t- he tells us he's scared. The nightlight is neither very bright nor turned off, although they did try turning it off while he was asleep, but it didn't stop him waking up. We have done the silent return and meeting him in the hallway and Mm. still it's not improved. I can't put a baby gate on his room because he will physically rip it down. I can't put him back into the cot as he will hurt himself climbing out. He's too big for it. He's never been allowed to sleep in our bed, so this isn't about wanting to bed share out of bad habits. When he comes in, he whines that he's scared, sometimes has a complete meltdown down and refuses to be taken back to his bed. We still persist after a cuddle and don't give in to him staying. Sometimes, though, he says nothing at all and it appears he just wants us to get up and walk into bed. Oh, you poor thing. Okay. Um, no one we turn to seems to have any better advice. My next step is a pediatrician and maybe a sleep specialist, but this help could be months away. Please help. I'm beside myself. Okay, you poor thing. This is because you've had no sleep, yeah, and they've tried everything. And I think the thing here is you've tried everything. What we have to do is try something really consistently for him. Um, At three and a half, I, again, previous to the caller beforehand, I would take away his day sleep. Now, what that's going to do is regulate sleep. It's not going to fix. I think the night waking is a separate problem. So when people say to you, just get rid of his day sleep and he'll sleep better at night. In this case, that's not happening because this is a long-term learned ability that when he wakes up, he comes to you. And half the time, he probably does it automatically. He just wakes up and walks in. So we have to change a few things. And and there's another baby coming into his life, which is going to throw a little bit more chaos in there. So I would get rid of his day sleep. Does it tell us when he wakes up? It tells us when he goes to sleep. Oh, 5, 5.30. By getting rid of the day sleep, it might push that 5, 5.30 to 6 o'clock. So we would have him up at 6 o'clock and put him to bed at 7.30. I think that's a reasonable time frame for his age. Um, some children don't need a lot of sleep. Now, there's a small number of children that probably only need 10 hours sleep. And he's might be, might be one of them. So we need to regulate the time frame to see whether this is a behavioural thing or whether actually he just doesn't need a lot of sleep. But it sounds like he needs reassurance because he keeps coming into you. He's happy for you to walk him back sometimes, sometimes, depending on what he's doing. Up at six o'clock, down at 7.30. He's three and a half, so he does have enough cognitive behaviour that maybe one of those... Um, day-night clocks might work for him. So often you set the time frame and when it's blue, it's dark and when it's orange, it's daytime and you can't come in before then. But the bigger problem here is I think when he wakes up at night and on average children wake up two or three times at night, 
He just doesn't know how to get himself back to sleep. So the interesting thing is how he goes to sleep at night, which was the bit we could have asked about, and then replicating that again for him when he wakes up in the middle of the night. So getting rid of his day sleep will help. I know he'll feel tired for a few days, but he's no more tired than what's going on now. And then the second thing I do just in the interim doesn't say we're baby number two's coming, does it? Uh, yes, a couple of months. Oh, okay. So we don't want to crowd out the main bedroom. But I would put a mattress in your bedroom with a pillow. And each night before he goes to sleep, you say to him, if you wake up, you can come into mummy's room and sleep on the mattress. Just to see if it's just reassurance. So once he sees you, he can put himself to sleep. Or whether it's more than that. Okay, so if you can put a mattress on the floor and he walks in and he, you say, lay on the floor there and he lays down and goes straight back to sleep, then I think this is um, the, the underlying thing is he needs some sort of reassurance when he wakes up. So the light helps, you know, the hallway light on. And in this case, it's got a soft light, so a soft light. The problem with the soft light in his room is when he wakes up, he can see. So he wakes himself fully up. So maybe a hallway light instead of a, uh, a light in their room might be a bit better for him. Making sure he's active. So maybe he needs to do things more in the afternoon, like a swimming lesson in the afternoon or a play date in the playground in the afternoon to tire him out to sleep more. And then I would do lots of you can sleep on the floor, you can sleep on the floor because I'm wanting to see how he reacts to sleeping on the floor. Can he do it himself or does he still need us to help him do it? If after three or four nights he's actually doing that really well, then I think the walking back to bed would start working because he's got more confident at waking up, rolling over and going back to sleep again. And the last thing we use, which in my opinion probably wouldn't work here because this is predominantly a night problem than going to sleep problem, is that you could use our Bedtime Explorer app, but I I don't want to start something that then needs to be replicated in the middle of the night. So in this case, I don't think him laying there and listening to an audio is going to work because he'd want it replicated overnight. Mm-hmm. So lose the day sleep, try putting a little mattress next to your bed. You want to find out if he just needs reassurance or if it's much bigger than that. Um And then if you calculate all of that and then he's still carrying on, then there's a little bit about the gate. I see he ripped the gate off. Um, There is a 1.6 metre gate. Wow. Which he won't be able to rip off. But I don't think that's the problem. I think he's just got into this pattern Mm. and we need a little bit of... I'm not coming to you till you get back in your bed. Now, this is a different thing. So once you've worked out what's going on, sorry, it's elongated, the next thing I would do is um, if you feel it's just behavioural more than anything, then um, when he comes into your room, I just say to him, you need to go and lay on your bed before I give you a cuddle. But if you can go back and lay in your bed, I will give you a cuddle. And I know it's going to be a bit of a fight for a few nights of you sitting in your bed and him standing at the door and you going, you need to go back to your room and lay on your bed because I think we need to break the cycle of getting out of bed. Mm. So if we can say to him, if you can get back on your bed, I will come and give you a cuddle, it might at least keep him in the bed because when this new baby comes and he hears the new baby crying, he could be getting back out of bed again. And So just so that um, when Danielle ap- applies these techniques, yeah. How long? how long should she try that first one of... About um, five nights. So each technique, five, five nights, nights. The, the mattress on the floor, floor five, for nights five nights before you do the go lie down and I'll cuddle you. Yep. 
Okay. okay. So using five nights. So you need five days of him not having a day sleep, five nights of using the mattress on the floor, then five nights of I can come, I can give you a cuddle if you go back to your bed. Can you do the um, losing the the day, day nap sleep. and the mattress on the floor at the same time? Or you're probably just, okay. because it's, it's still the same reassurance that he's looking for. So probably. All right. Yeah. Well, Danielle, good luck with that. I'm sorry we couldn't hear. But you maybe on we the can phone. do it again and recap. Yeah. Because this, you know, he's three and a half, and you know, baby number two is creeping along very quickly. Yeah. Well, see how you go. Maybe try the mattress on the floor and the losing the day sleep this week and then and we then can try and get you back on the phone next, for next week, week and, and see if we can yeah, put the next part in we'll help you as much as we can, we can do it poor thing Sounds with like the Thomas baby coming on we can do it <laughs> <laughs> what have you been watching chris chris minogue and helpline on fee play love will be back answering more questions right after this After having kids, just getting enough sleep is a challenge, let alone getting back into the workforce. The Mother Shift is a brand new babyology podcast hosted by author, Sky News presenter and mum of two, Jacinta Tynan. She talks with different mums about the work-life juggle. Did you think it was going to be pretty seamless? Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, I thought it was, you know, I was going to have a baby who slept. I was going to, you know, to be a, a dream pregnancy and then a dream baby. I did think I would go back more days than I did. And then after I had my son, I actually only wanted to go back one day because I was enjoying my time with him so much. And these children, yes, they can't survive without us. But if you're not happy and you're not fulfilling who you are, how, how can we be present to them? Hear their real-life experiences on The Mother Shift by Babyology. Available wherever you get your podcasts. That's the formal stuff out of the way. Now back to Chris Minogue and your parenting questions. Uh, Our next question comes from (laughs) Rhiannon. Um, My 14-month-old just had a lip and tongue tie. Um, We realised yesterday I have been advised to do his exercise overnight. Just want to get some advice on how to do this without causing any long-term effects on his night sleep. He sleeps from 7.30 till 7 a.m., 7.30 p.m. Do you know what that is? Yeah, I do know what it is. We do. uh, Well, I don't know what the exercises are because we mainly do a lip and tongue tie on a baby. So they then suck and that gives them the exercise of putting their tongue down and getting their tongue into the right place. I can't imagine with a 14-month-old how you would do it overnight. Why would you wake them to do it? So I think that's a bit of a tough one because... I'm assuming the exercise is what we do with the babies, which is to keep their tongue back in the right place. They've learned to either have their tongue up to the top of their mouth or Mm -hmm. too far back, Mm -hmm. and they've got to hold it in the right place. So with little babies, when you feed them frequently, it sort of does that. The tongue starts to work the right way. So I think, Rhiannon, with this, it would depend on what they actually want you to do, which Mm. I would assume is some sort of suck, or it's an exercise with your finger in their mouth. Could it be something with a bottle? I mean, we shouldn't hypothesise because it yeah. um, won't answer your question. Rihanna, but... if you can send us what the exercise is, then I could probably try and modify it for you. But I reckon if you can do it at night, you could do it in her day sleeps in the day or his day sleeps in the day and yep. see if he can do it there. Okay. So we might need a little bit more information just yep. so I can modify it for you. Okay, we have a question now from Kate on the phone. She has a 17-month-old. Hi, Kate. How are you? 
Hi, ladies. Thank you so much for getting me through the first 17 months. I really <laughs> appreciate it. <laughs> Congratulations. I'm, I'm now desperate enough to actually call in myself <laughs> rather than just ask, answer everyone else's questions. Um, so I have a 17-month-old who's just started daycare, um, and we've had the full gamut of sleep. So we had everything from she was an amazing sleeper as a baby up to about 12 months, would sleep 12 hours, wasn't great on naps but we were kind of okay because she was uh, such a great night sleeper. And then it fell apart. Yeah, then it fell apart. Um, so we kind of had um, – but then when her night sort of fell apart, she she at least was sleeping for two to three hours during the day. So we were kind yep. of okay with that across two sleeps. And um, essentially over the last month, um, she's just started waking very, very regularly. And I'm talking like more than a newborn, like every two hours <laughs> sometimes. Um, and now since starting daycare, she's actually waking up for two hours in the middle of the night. Oh, and no. um, Having a big party and demanding to listen to the wiggles, which isn't ideal. <laughs> no, it's not really room. what you want to hear. In the, the weird thing, don't you think, Katie, is as a grown adult, you actually go and turn the wiggles on. Oh, like yeah, you think, absolutely. but in your head, you're saying, "Why am I turning the f- wiggles on at two o'clock in the morning?" <laughs> well, we we haven't actually done that because we thought it would be too cruel to try and take it away. So we kind of told her the wiggles work, asleep, um, but she doesn't stop her yelling for them. Um, but the the she's problem is awake. when I go in there, she she really is wide awake and yeah, she, she's, she's actually trying to go to sleep. So I'll lay her down, sort of, you know, up to twenty times as a comforter, say it's time to sleep, it's time to sleep, and then she'll go quiet for a couple of seconds and then start yelling wiggle, wiggle, wiggle when she gets up. So, um, Good it, speech. It, yeah, it's driving, us, um, it's driving us a bit crazy being back at work and her in daycare. So okay. So how many yeah. days is she in daycare? So she's just in daycare for the three days. Um, okay. And, and she, Yeah, sorry, go on. Uh, and she's, so she's sleeping on a mat. I heard you talking about that last week, yeah. actually. Um, and it's, it's just... It's just what they do over one. Um, and, I mean, to be honest, she wouldn't sleep in a cot room with six other babies anyway because she, she's a very light sleeper. So she'd yeah, be awake either way. They might be mucking your sleep up. So did, oh, this, happen, did this happen coinciding with going to daycare? Oh, uh, look, the day sleeps were, have been a bit messy since before Christmas. So she right. used to absolutely okay. love going to sleep during the day um, and now it's become a real battle even on okay. her days off okay. um, it's taking me so long to get her down okay so what time are you putting her down for sleep um, so we've always sort of worked off um, awake times rather than sort of scheduled times just because it seems to have always worked for her so she she'll get up about um, 7 seven thirty, yep. and then um, we find the easiest time to get her back down is between eleven thirty and 12 also oh, quite quick yeah, well, she doesn't. If we leave it any later, she seems to get that really overtired, crazy, energetic time, and she right, okay. she just won't go to sleep. Okay. So um, that's kind of the the earliest she goes down. And at daycare, she'll sleep anywhere between forty five minutes, and she has actually slept an hour and a half when she's been really tired. Yeah. Um, and they put the, her down at eleven thirty. Uh, they between eleven thirty and twelve. I yeah, think when I she's think so. starting to look tired. Yeah, but they seem to always put her down earlier than we do. Um, oh, so they put her down earlier than eleven thirty? No, no, they don't put her down any earlier than eleven thirty. Okay, so you put her down at eleven thirty? Yeah, so I tend to put her down probably more twelve, twelve thirty. Oh, okay. Um, but okay. yeah, she. I think because they all sleep together, I guess, um, and they yep. need quiet time. So, yeah. 
So, okay, you put her down at 12, 12.30 and how long does she sleep for? So it, it depends on the day. Like She used to be very consistent, but um, about an hour to an hour and a half now. So she's up at 2, let's say, yeah. at the latest, between one thirty and 2. And what time do you put her down at night? So we always try for 7.30. Um, yep. And I say try because it usually takes an hour to actually convince her to go to sleep. Okay. Um, now tell me what it is. Your timing's good. So tell me what it is that you do to get her to sleep. Okay, so we always do the same routine. So she always has a bath with Dad. We do sleep sack. Um, she's still feeding, just the two feeds a day, so yep. she's still breastfed. Yeah. Um, so we do a feed, and then um, she had quite bad separation anxiety, um, or she has since about 12 months. Um, so mm. I sit next to her cot. Oh, okay, um, there's you. Which, yeah, which we have. <laughs> we've really tried leaving, but she's just so hysterical. It's just heartbreaking to listen to. So, oh, yeah. um she yeah she'll do everything to try and get me to stay yep. um yeah and that's, so that's what the the problem is at night is she wants yeah. you back again yeah she does but even when I am sitting next to her um like previously she'd just go straight to sleep I'd give her a comforter and she'd go straight back to sleep whereas now she's she's just and she's not interested in engaging or playing with me she just literally wants to get up and watch the wiggles so yeah, so I think all you need to do is if you're sitting, how long do you sit beside her before you, she goes off to sleep? Um, it could uh, overnight or before she goes to bed. Uh, either, because I assume you're sitting beside her. Yeah, at all both times. times. Yeah, yeah. So um, it can be between half an hour and an hour before she goes to yep. bed, um, and then the the ones overnight are getting longer and longer. Yeah, like, that's right. I was in there for an hour and a half and she yeah. really, like, she does seem to be trying to go to sleep. That's what's so confusing and she just jumps back to her feet. Yeah, because um, she's because she's visually seeing you. So yeah, it reminds yeah. her. So yeah. you need to be the reward, not the thing that she's in there. So I would not take away you sitting by her, but I would start yeah. to do moments of in and out quite quickly okay. so that okay. you can extend the periods being out. So I don't think she knows how to go to sleep without you visually being there. And at right. this age, they often can stay awake for up to 20 or 30 minutes before they put themselves to sleep. Parents often say, I hear them talking overnight. Should I go into them? And we say, no, they'll just resettle themselves. Yeah, so, I only ever go in if she cries. Yeah, um, so I think um, how long do you leave her to cry? Oh, it, it escalates very quickly. So yeah. it's not just a little whimper. It's, it's absolutely it's hysteric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because that's the up. fastest way to get a parent to come back through that yeah, door. It certainly is. So when you go um, through the door and she's crying hysterically, what happens at that point? Um, Does so, she stop? No, she doesn't. So I need to, I actually, I pick her up, give her a cuddle, give her a comforter and put it back down and she does stop then. Okay, so it takes all of that to stop it. Yeah. So once you put it back down, do you sit on the chair or do you leave? I sit on the chair. Yeah. So it's back to the same the same sort of yeah. behaviour. So yeah. I think keep that first part going, you know, when you yeah. go in and you pick her up and you give her the comforter and you put her down, but then you have to leave. Okay. Then you have to leave for a few minutes. You've already given her the comfort, then go back in and sit for a few minutes. Yeah. And then leave for a few minutes and sit for a few minutes. And, and I literally mean a few minutes. Like I'm, yeah. I don't mean 10 minutes or 15 yeah. minutes. I'd be doing two minutes, minutes. Yeah, and then okay. I'd be doing three minutes. But each time you do the same thing, you go back in, you pick her up, you give her a cuddle, you give her a comforter and you put her back down. So use that as the comforting part of it, but you're just extending your time out by a minute. 
So you okay. literally start with two, then you're going to hit three and four. But I have okay. to say that at 17 months, they could take an hour and a half to do this. But what you yeah. want to be seeing is that each night that you're doing this, each night or day you're doing this, that it gets easier and easier and easier to do. It's not that okay. you should be doing the same length of time in three days. It should be a lot less, like 10 minutes of doing okay. it. And then you know you're moving in the right direction. Yeah, because she has actually started doing the whole, um, like even when I have her in my arm, she'll point at the door. Yeah, that's right. Because she so, wants out of her bedroom. That's right. So, yeah. yeah, so she's she's learned all those great little things that <laughs> little toddlers can do, like say the word wiggles, point, another one is milk, another one is yeah. cuddle, and yeah. we're emotionally attached to them. So it's all, you know, surely if I give you a cuddle, you'll go to sleep. But actually she goes, no, now I've got a list. Now you have sure. to give me the cuddle and you have to sit there and I need to sing to you and maybe we'll go and listen to the Wiggles. <laughs> so what we're doing yeah. is just giving her that initial comfort and then giving her short periods of time. But it'll take a little bit of time. It, it won't be an immediate thing. Yeah. But I think so in time it will be a better sleeping pattern. Yeah, it's definitely been a habit. It's obviously yep. built up over a long period of time. Yeah, that's what- right. Just with the bedtime as well, um, Chris, what would you say is more important in terms of the awake time or the actual consistency on bedtime? Because that's what we've really struggled with because she's she's just not ready five hours after she um, gets up from her nap. Um, but I feel like when we leave it later, we kind of miss that window. So. I think it's somewhere between five and five and a half hours. So if she's getting okay. up, I think the problem is when she gets up at one thirty, five and a half hours is six thirty seven. Exactly. And yeah. so it's easy to go over that window and she gets a little bit hyper and then it becomes harder to put her down. It's it's her day sleep. So if she was sleeping closer to two, then the 7.30 would be right. So yeah. it is about the five, five and a half hours And so I would go on that timing more than I would go on with her at seven o'clock at her age and for this particular problem. Okay, Okay. good luck with that, Kate. I'm sorry, we have to move on. We've we've almost run out of time, but um, thank you so much for your call and good luck. Thank you so much. Pleasure. Cheers, Kate. Bye-bye. We do um, unfortunately only have time for one more question and it is Rhiannon who has called us to tell us a bit more about this tongue-tiny exercise. Hi, Rhiannon. Thanks for waiting to talk to us. Uh, hi, thank you. It's just, mm. It was a bit hard to type. I've got a four-month-old that's basically laying on top of me. <laughs> uh, Good he's, juggling. Uh, little, yeah, he's a bit miserable. So, yeah, he had a his tongue and lips oh, quite lazy. Oh, he's four months yesterday. old. 14, 14. Oh, he is 14 months old. Yeah, so okay. he had his tongue and um, lip lasered yesterday. Yep. Um, so I've been advised to do, obviously, some stretches and exercises yeah, so it that's doesn't right. reattach. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and it should be done at least in the first week overnight, at least once. Um, and what's the actual one? Because I know what we do with the babies, but what? How do they? How so do they teach the, you to do it with a fourteen-month-old? So with his um, lip, I basically get the two fingers up, lift it up and out, and, and then move, move it around. Yeah, and then the tongue, which I am struggling yep. with to do, um, which I'm talking to my osteo and dentist about trying to find some those techniques because he's fighting me. Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. All the yeah, teeth. Um, you have to put put my uh, index finger into his mouth and yeah. push the tongue back. Yeah, push the bone. Um, yeah, so that's what so, we do with a bottle with the babies. We can do that yeah. with the bottle or the breast. It oh, will yeah. naturally well, he, move he, it. He, he still has his um, bottle? Uh, his bottle. He says morning and okay. afternoon. We were, we were just about to drop the midday, middle one because yep. he's 14 months, but I'm kind of going to keep it Keep it, it going, going. yeah, because that he, will give it that method that they're looking for. 
Yes, yeah, until until he's fully healed. Um, but, but, yeah, so they want us to do one overnight, and I'm just worried about creating some mm. bad habits. Yeah. Um, he sleeps solidly. and I, Yeah, um, don't want to undo that. Don't want to do that. Um, I'm obviously not going to offer him milk. Um, okay. He went back to sleep straight away last night. Um, when we yep. did, we did it about ten thirty, but he fought us even at ten thirty yeah. at night. Do you know what I'd do, Kate? I'd do it the three. I'd keep the three bottles in the day for the next yep. week because it takes about a week for it to heal. Yep. Um, and then um, that technically that should be enough to do it. You know, yep. in order to keep it. And the only other thing I can think of is put his water in a sippy cup because that brings that tongue back into that position again and give him his water a couple more times during the day Uh, and that should be enough not I think why they're doing it at night is because he's relaxed at night and so you can get the tongue back where they want it to be but because he's having the bottle I just keep three bottles for another week at least and give him a bit of water as well and and see if that's enough to hold it in place yeah he's got to relearn where to put the tongue yeah, he's doing all right with taking the bottle. He hasn't had any issues with feeding or anything like that. Yeah. We're obviously just wanting to make sure it doesn't reattach and we have to go through That's the whole right. process yep. Um, yep. again. I mean, his tongue tie was very posterior. It was only a minor one. It was his lip tie that was the... Tight one. It was the major... Well, it was causing a gap between his teeth. And yeah. So we were concerned about um, yeah. when he starts talking, having yeah. a lisp and That's stuff right. like that. Okay. Um, so I oh, think yeah, having the bottle that, yeah. and pushing, making the bottle push out, like on the pigeon teat, the pigeon wide neck teat, it'd yep. push that lip out. I think it'd be in the yep. right position. Yeah. Okay. Great. That's brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah, so, well, good thank luck. you. I hope he's feeling better soon, Rhiannon. Yes. Thank you. You know, you can't have the phone. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> good luck, Bye, Rhiannon. Take care. Bye bye. Bye. Uh, That's all we have time for on this episode of Feed, Play, Love and Helpline. If you're watching along live on the Babyology Facebook page, thank you for all your questions. Thank you for your phone calls. If you're listening to us via the Feed, Play, Love podcast, you can email us your questions for the next episode. That email is helpline at theparentbrand.com.au. Chris, thanks so much for your time today. Always a pleasure. Next time on Feed, Play, Love, we're talking to former emergency paediatric nurse Sarah Hunstead about rashes in the first year. It's about experimenting and finding out what works best for your child and remembering that their skin is so sensitive. So being cautious what you put there. That's on the next episode of Feed, Play, Love. This podcast is produced by Elise Cooper and hosted by me, Siobhan Hunt.